0: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed
1: for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I've got my weekly catch up with Gareth A.
0: Davis. What's happening, sir? It's all hanging, thank you. It's all hanging in the right places, in in all the right clusters. And I think it's been well over a week since you rang me. Um, and, um, it's nice to hear from you as always, uh, Umar Ahmed.
1: Likewise. So can I call you Sir Gareth Davis?
0: I beg your pardon? Can I call you Sir Gareth Davis? No, you can call me Gareth A. Davis, Esquire. Esquire? (laughs) Esquire.
1: Okay, Gareth, let's talk about Sky's deal with Top Rank. Um, what do you make of it and how much of an impact do you think them late US shows, which will predominantly be the content they provide, will have an impact uh, in the UK here on Sky?
0: Well, apart from the 100 voices always moaning on Twitter or Instagram, which we always have, and they, low, they they moan loud, long, and and with a great deal of largesse, but we've, we learn to ignore them. Um, you can press the red button and record it and watch the next morning, of course, so you don't have to stay up till three in the morning. You know, in the last three weeks, we are getting Shaka Stevenson, not a great performance, we don't have to talk too much about that, but he did what he had to do. He said afterwards he wasn't feeling well, headlining... Bob Aram card. Um, uh, last weekend, Noyo Inui, um, live and direct. Um, we need to see him in against Joel Casimiro, people like that, like real test for him up at the 118 plus weights. Um, um, we get uh, Vasilomachenko this weekend against um, Mayotoshi Nakayama, yeah, um, who's again a very decent boxer. So, and he's got a lot to prove this weekend um, after losing all the lightweight belts to Teofimo Lopez. It's a long answer, I know it, but it's the first answer. So, we're going to get 30 of these a year. We're going to get Josh Taylor against perhaps Jack Catterall um, or Jeremias Ponce eventually, Jeremias Ponce, um, the Mexican that beat um, Louis Ritson the other day. Um, we're going to get those fights and we're going to get them in our time. Um, that'll be, so, there'll be the odd top ranked show that will be in the UK as well. Um, I've spoken to Todd Deboeuf, who's the CEO there at Top Rank. Obviously, Bob Arum's kind of stepson, but his younger counterpart who gets the machinations and the drama and the the lights and the action all going away from the negotiation. So I think it's really good. And, And Todd said to me in a private conversation, we've been after a Sky deal for years, not just piecemeal fights. So... Top Rank are very happy. I think Sky are happy because they've got a significant promoter. I mean, outside Eddie Hearn, DAZN Deal, PBC, maybe Oscar De La Hoya, Frank Warren. I mean, look how big Top Rank is, you know, let's be honest, it's a big organization. They've got Tyson Fury, Tio Lopez, Lomachenko, the people I've mentioned, Inouye. Um, you know, they've got loads of fighters. So it's a really good thing for us. And it may encourage them to match, make more with Brits and bring cards to the UK. I will tell you this. I get asked by Bob Arum about how big would that fight be in the UK or it's, they really treasure the way the British market is. They know how strong it is. It's an indication of how strong the British market. Well done, Sky. They needed to recover from the divorce from, uh, from um, Eddie Hearn after eight years and 20, 20 odd years of Matchroom, 20 plus years in general with Matchroom. Um, and um, well, obviously, I've got the other deal with Box Sixer, um, with Ben Shalom, who's obviously a very young promoter, just come into the marketplace, and he will no doubt get a lot of help from those supporting and around him. I mean, you know, it's developing all the time, but they've got to be strong digitally as well, in my view.
1: Okay, we'll see how that, that deal pans out. Uh, Gareth, there was some more news in this boxing world today that KSI uh, has done a
0: deal with Wasserman. Surprised by that? No, not in the slightest. Um, I, I mean, it tickles me because I think Kala Sourland was not a fan of... Um, um, and I've known Kala years. I love Kala. I've known him years and years. But I mean, obviously, he was expressing a purist view over the last months, couple of years, over, you know, KSI and Logan Paul and all these guys, which which is bound to come from the purest promoters. But I'm glad to see that. KSI is a fantastic human being. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him two or three times. Um, He's a fantastic um, entrepreneur. Um, I loved being at his fight with Logan Paul. It was like, you know, it was the playground scrap, but they trained really hard. He won, I thought he won the fight. Look what Logan Paul's gone on to do. <laughs> I, Lil Floyd, or money, sorry. Um, and, no, it doesn't surprise me at all because look at, look at Triller, look at what's going on, look at the, the Veterans League with Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson and, you know, um, Anderson Silver fighting Julio Cesar Chavez last weekend and, you know, the delight for, for Anderson so You don't know who Anderson Silver is, do you? Well, I know he's, he- he fought
1: yeah. Studio, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but he's a brilliant, he's one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time, an amazing human being in his mid-forties. And I don't think it's showing boxing up. I, I I I you know, I can sit here and act like a purist, or I don't I I might have vague objections to it or have to look at the shift of the paradigm. If I can say that to your viewers, Mm -hmm. you know, there's evolution and it is evolution because of social media. IFL TV wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for social media, you wouldn't have your 650,000 subscribers and your billions of views on here. It is the internet revolution. It is the, is the meta web. It's, 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 it's an evolution all of its own. It's the Anthropocene age. Go look that up, Umar. Um, no, no, look, life is changing. And, you know, KSI does music. He does drama. He does, you know, gaming. And now he's doing... And now he's getting involved. He's got 34 million subscribers across all his channels, social media channels. Um, he could put... The events out with Wasserman on his YouTube channel, and it would make money. You know, a pound a pop, let's say, for example. And if all the boxers on there, as well as the celebrities that are going to box, I quote you, it says, um, it says on there, because um, I got the press release from them today. Um, it said, um, um, have you seen the press release today? No. Okay. Right. Can I if I can if you can just be patient with me, I'm just gonna find it. What I liked about the press release was this. It was quite honest about what they're intending to do, what they're intending to do. And it says, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, um, they will form a new groundbreaking boxing promotion company to stage the world's biggest and best celebrity and crossover boxing events. That doesn't sound great to the purist, but I suspect there will be. Boxers on the cards, rather like Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders were on the KSI Logan Paul event. I will let you get a word in edgeways. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> I'm having a coffee tequila right now. And I may even have a cigarette tonight. Much to the chagrin of many of your viewers.
1: This is Gareth a. Davis in full flow. Gareth a. Davis, Esquire in full flow. Gareth, just to go back with the um, Chavez Jr. fight. Yeah, what... Some some fans I saw online were saying, oh, this puts boxing in a really bad light. But then some were saying, Chavez Jr. doesn't really represent boxing. Um, yeah, what did you think about that? That's the first time we've really seen a, a boxer going with a non-boxer and the boxer lose.
0: Oh, no, but let me tell you, Anderson Silva is one of the greatest knockout artists and strikers of all time in MMA. He's always had amazing hands. Chavez is not the greatest boxer, as we know, and he hasn't been at his best for a long time now. Um, we know that he literally surrendered against Canelo and had a terrible night, and he hasn't been the same since. He's had a terrible time living up to his father's reputation, one of the all-time greats, 140,000 fans at places like the Azteca Stadium, um, Julio Cesar Chavez. I, I, I had his record up earlier because I thought you'd ask me. And you've got to remember that this is a three-weight, multiple-time um, three-weight world champion, Chavez, who... Just just imagine this in this day and age, right? Imagine Chavez in this day and age. Uh, where is it? Um, Mr. Chavez. Let me find this. Because it's worth reading this out loud, right? Um, right. Julio Cesar Chavez. Okay. One of the greatest Mexican boxers of all time. His son has got to live up to the reputation of a man who... Just get this, Umar, okay? Um, let me just put my lights back on. Get this record. Just imagine you're the son of this guy, Julio Cesar Chavez, okay? Yeah? 115 fights, 107 wins, 86 knockouts, three-weight world champion, multiple times, a legend in your country. It's always been difficult for, for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. to live up to that reputation, you know? So... He was also in against one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. I'm happier for Anderson Silver that he managed to do that. And he was tested on Saturday night. Uh, look at the clips. Look at watch his movement. So it what, what are we complaining about? For me, if the cards can make more money and the money can be go down the layers to people and they earn more money for fighting, that's what I care about. That's what I care about. Oh, God. God. All right. What, 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 do what do you say then? What say you? Well, I, have, I, have watched the fight. I just saw a little clip on on on. on no, something. what do you think of the principle? What do you what do you think of the principle that people are complaining that a boxer he's not representing boxing, he's representing himself. He only represents boxing if everybody says he's representing boxing. It's not. It's a single entertainment event. Boxing doesn't rise and fall by the performance of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So, look, if Saul Canelo Alvarez, right, loses to Jake Paul and they have an all-out war and he gets knocked out by Jake Paul... You've got to then say, hmm, that's interesting, but that isn't happening. Floyd Mayweather the other day fought a guy that was 40 pounds heavier than him, six inches taller. He's 43 years old. He's got brittle hands. And for the last six minutes, he thought, I'm going to try and hurt this guy. But he was too exhausted himself because he hadn't done any training for it, you know? And, And Jake Paul sorry, Logan Paul had prepped properly and is a big physical specimen. And by that time, he was running away anyway and covering up. Look, it doesn't... You can say it embarrasses boxmen, embarrasses boxing. Boxing is a sport of opinions. People are entitled to all their opinions. Never abuse anyone for opinion. Just have a, an argument with them. If people disagree with me about this, that's fine. But for me, the... the 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 more we attract the mainstream, the better it is for boxing. Do you know what? Since you and I have been chatting every week for the last, whatever it is, eight weeks, I've had so many people say, oh, you're that boxing guy, aren't you, in the street and said, that thing with uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury really pissed me off. Really pissed me off because I really wanted to see them fight. That's more damaging than -hmm. these other guys doing that. Well, let's discuss
1: Anthony Joshua. Uh, He made some comments to Sky Sports today. He said, he said, he said, I don't want to misquote him, his team, i.e. Tyson Fury's team, let the whole boxing world down. We did everything during a pandemic, the toughest time to organise a fight like that. Then, boom, they cancelled. I stay ready to fight them all because I'm a throwback fighter. Um, Thoughts on his comments?
0: Well, I, just, I read those, and I don't know what a throw, what's a throwback fighter. What does he mean by that? Uh, for me, a throwback fighter is someone that will fight anyone. I think that's what he means. And I agree with him. I think he will fight anyone. But he will only fight anyone when the time's right and when the money's right, because he's a businessman like anyone else at that level. I, he's a phenomenal human being, Anthony Joshua, a phenomenal human being. And Apart from the one time when he took half my seat at the, the, the York Hall and I had to tell him to move up a little bit, the surly teenager as he was there. No, but he was. He was. He was. He was. Um, and he was. He was a growling surly 20-year-old or whatever. He's a phenomenal human being. He's been a phenomenal role, role model. Um, But... He didn't get played by Tyson Fury. I refuse to believe that. What on earth? I've had this conversation with him before, so I'm repeating myself. So for all those people that want to comment that I repeat myself all the time, yes, I repeat myself. There is no way on earth that Tyson Fury fears fighting Anthony Joshua and walk away from it. Why? He's got greater skills. He's ranked as the number one in the world. Why? He's going to earn three times what... He uh, will earn for fighting um, Deontay Wilder on July the twenty fourth. So why would he worry about it? It, it, it? You know, it's a boxing match at the end of the day. And if he lose, if he lost to Joshua, which he might, he would say the the, the the better man won on the day. I know what he's like. You know, we let's do it again. Let's rewind it. You know. Um, so I think Anthony's just putting his position, and I think he's frustrated. He's frustrated because he wanted that opportunity to prove something, you know? I, I love it that he wants to fight everyone. I want to see him fight Wilder. I want to fight him. see, see him fight Dillian White. I want to fi- see him fight uh, Tyson Fury. Who else do I want to see him fight? Joe Joyce? Yeah, Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois, um, Philip Hergovich. Yeah. If he has all those fights... I can retire a happy man because I think Anthony Joshua will have fought everyone in the era. I'm not, I hope I haven't missed anyone out there, but um, you know, maybe Fraser Clark, you know? But um, yeah, that's how I see it. End of.
1: Okay, carry on with the uh, heavyweight division. I know it was last week, but we saw Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder square off uh, for about seven minutes or whatever it was. Six, um, yeah. Yeah, what did you make of the whole press conference? And obviously, a, a notable thing was that Deontay Wilder after making his initial statement, didn't speak for the rest of the press conference?
0: Yeah, that he was going to chop off his head and there'd be bloodshed. It was a nice rhyming, you know, couplet for about 20 seconds and then he didn't say a word. I had the privilege and the the honour of having a chat with him before the press conference and with Tyson Fury before the press conference. Fury was on fire. I spoke to him in a group and then I spoke to... Fury for talk sport. And he was on fire again. Spoke to Deontay. Uh, Shelley Finkel was unhappy with the British media. Um, Why? Because we hadn't reached out enough. And and, and do you know what? I, I, I'll take that on the chin for him a little bit. Because I wish I'd reached out a little bit more to check on the arbitration case as well. And I was relying on other sources for that. Not... A- fury's camp i'll hasten to I don't, I don't mention my sources you know that if i'm if i'm when i'm when i'm doing something on the scenes i always say to you, i speak to a source i never tell you um if i interview bob arum you know it's bob arum if i blah 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 um and i wish i had delved further into the arbitration case mm-hmm. so i understood Shelley finkel's point you know and he's a very formidable ex-lawyer or qualified lawyer worked with mike tyson years ago known shelly for 25 odd years and um You know, and he's, you know, he's a New York Jew and he talks like this. A bit like Bob really was Gareth. You don't know shit about boxing. (laughs) Hey, Gareth. Yes, Bob? You don't know shit about boxing. And, and you know, those guys, they've been around a long time. And so Shelley kind of gave us a little bit of a telling off, but I think it was to brief us for what Deontay was going to be like next. And Deontay was almost monosyllabic, signing gloves, didn't really want to answer any questions. Um, he accused Tyson Fury of a few things. He alleged he was a drugs cheat, this, that, and the other. Um, but he, wasn't, he didn't want to engage. And then, obviously, he went on stage. He didn't want to engage. He didn't want to... I, I don't think... I think his, his feeling was, I'm building myself up for this fight. I fought a guy who knocked me... Who I knocked down twice who I really hurt in the 12th round and then come the 12th round, he got up and he fought me back. I thought like he rose from the dead. Then he came back in the second fight and he beat two bells out of me for seven rounds. I didn't feel right. I don't feel right. So mentally he's got himself into a position where he doesn't, he doesn't want anything coming, penetrating his armor. You know he's got his armor on, and I, and I appreciate that, but I think it's going to be fascinating when we get to Vegas in Fight Week because you can't not talk all week, or you can't just give interviews to ES News. You can't give interviews to Ellie Seka. I know Ellie's great, but you know he blows the smoke. He blows the smoke. I mean, you know, if I if I wanted to look on face, you know what, He really blows the smoke. Don't use that as the picture in the thing because I know what you're like, Umar Ahmed, IFL TV. (laughs) No, so, it's, listen, it's a strategy he uses. So, and he does get on with, you know, the Mexican-Americans and he's brilliant at what he does. He's got millions of views and he follows people around. He's got the camera all the time. I've known him years and years. He's great, Ellie. But, why would Deontay not give an interview to international media and yet he sits down in a room, you know, with, with with a videographer who's got a big following, and then just opens up because he doesn't want to give any way away any of his mental strength. Completely get it. But fight week is gonna tell. Is he cracking or not? Listen, if he comes out under Malik Scott and he lands that big right hand or that left hook, and or he or he knocks Tyson out some other way with an uppercut, like the one he knocked Luis Ortiz out with, you know, they'll all be geniuses. Yeah. They'll all be, and and the vow of silence will have worked. But Fury's talking a a good game as well. And I think he's in good shape. I am really looking forward to it. I'm really looking, aren't you? Of course. Yeah. It's a mega fight. It's a mega fight. And it's bigger than it was before. Just as I'm looking forward to Anthony Joshua and Oleksandr Usyk. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Spurs. Is it an open air ground? Tottenham. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's great. I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait. Every Anthony Joshua fight is an amazing occasion. I love it. I love it. Hearn pulls out the stops. Sky box office. It's going to be an amazing week. So I do. I'm waiting for the moment where they do all appear at the press conferences and in the ring as well, because, you know, we're all a bit nervous about that at the moment. So...
1: Just to close off with another heavyweight topic, um, again, July 24th, Joe Joyce uh, takes on Carlos Takam at the Royal Albert, no, no not the Royal Albert, sorry, Wembley Arena. Um, what do you make of Joyce Takam as a fight, as a, kind of a an interim fight for Joe whilst he, he waits for that title shot?
0: Yeah, it's it's a good derivative fight, isn't it? You can derive... Where Joe is against Carlos Takam, based against Derek Chisora, Anthony Joshua. You know, I mean, he gave Anthony Joshua a little bit of a hard time, didn't he, in that Cardiff fight on eighteen days' notice? I mean, he, it was a headbutt early on, or I think, it was something. Joshua's nose got hurt, and he was a bit dismayed, or, or um, um, you know, dismayed for a while during the fight. He, he lost his his balance a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I think. Jo- I think Joe. We'll pound this guy into submission in seven or eight rounds. Um, Joe, 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 sometimes isn't amazing to look at, but I think when you step in there against him, you are in against a massive blood. I put a picture out on my Instagram the other day with Joe in Talk Sports studio with me, Connor, Nigel, Connor, and Nigel Ben. Yeah. We look like midgets. We look like midgets next to him. He is a very large man. And very comfortable in his skin. Um, Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. And I am looking forward to that guy having some world title fights. Mm. And if he dismantles Carlos Takam, he moves on. And he's got to tread water like Dillian White, like Daniel Dubois. Am I repeating myself or not? No. He's got to tread water like all these guys and wait for the world title fight to come. Simple as that.
1: I think it's a very good point that you make. You watch Joe Joyce on the television and then I've seen him up live either in the gym or on a fight night. And it is completely different. It's it's staggering how different it is when you're there inside
0: compared to the television. Absolutely right. And do you know what? People that make it look easy are difficult people. Believe me. He makes it look quite easy. I know he's a bit of a rock'em sock'em robot, but... I don't think his heart rate goes up massively. I think he deals with nerves amazingly. I really like the guy. I've liked the guy from the moment I met him, you know? Ditto Fraser-Clark, you know? There's, we, we, we're so blessed to have Dubois, Joyce, Fraser-Clark. Hopefully, I'll get the gold. Look at the celebrations for him the other day when he got to... He's, he's waited. Anthony Joshua got before him. Joe Joyce then got before him. And now he's finally getting his chance in Tokyo if it goes ahead. Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce, Fraser Clark, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Dillian White. We got six guys in and around the world title in the next, for the next two or three years. Amazing. Amazing. You know, who have the Americans got? Who have the Americans got?
1: Suppose Jared Anderson is the one who's rising. Yes, twice. Jared, but coming through. I think he'll be up there
0: one day, won't it, Jared Anderson? Yeah, he'll be up there. And, 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 you know, they've got Deontay Wilder, who's interesting against all of those guys. Deontay Wilder versus Daniel Dubois. Deontay Wilder versus Dillian White. Deontay Wilder versus Joe Joyce. I know, exactly. So imagine if Deontay Wilder came to live in the UK and had seven fights in the next three years, he'd make a hundred million. He'd make a hundred million. If he wasn't knocked, you know, if he wasn't knocked out by, imagine if he knocked out four of those guys. Imagine how people would want to see him. And whenever, whenever Deontay's come over here, I mean, apart from the chicken incident in, um, was it Belfast? In Belfast Nando's, yeah, it was there. Yeah, and Billy Joe Saunders. And then, oh my God, that was mad, wasn't it? But apart from that kind of stuff, I remember when Deontay was in Sheffield or Liverpool. Where? Did he, who did he fight? Was it Matt Skelton? Yeah, on a Box Nation card. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, years ago, everyone loved him. When he came over and he was into talk sport um, a year ago, before the pandemic, I've never seen so many people from the workforce. He couldn't move in there. You know... He's treated like a, a star when he's over. He loves it over here. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be his publicist, but what I'm saying is the star quality that's around now in the heavyweight division is extraordinary, and we should celebrate it and enjoy it.
1: Okay, on that note, Gareth, appreciate your time on IFL TV as always, and uh, we're going to have another
0: catch-up very soon, I'm sure. I think that was the most random interview. Well, it, it, it wasn't random, but... Um, I really wasn't expecting to talk about the heavyweights quite so much there tonight. But.
1: Well, they always grab our attention, so Gareth, are you there? Have you just... Just lost in your balls, balls. I am. Yeah, oh, I yeah, am yeah. You're playing me, you're playing me. All right, Gareth, we'll speak to you all right? Cool.
0: Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.